Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number 55. This week's guest is Dominic Silverthorne. Um, Dom comes to talk to us about his camera making, um, making some chairs and furniture, and Japan. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This is uh, show 55 and uh, we have Andrew. Hello. Andrew. Hello. <laughs> I'm here. How are you doing, Andrew? Yes, great. Summer's... We've had rubbish weather the last week and now we have what's called, for all the meteorologists out there, a blocking high pressure so we've got this high-pressure system that's sitting over the UK, and it's pushing all the cold weather away back to uh, back to Scandinavia. Didn't you have that same problem last year? Yeah, that went on for ages, but it's not going to get as hot yet. It was up in the 30s last year. I think we're only, what is it now? It's only May, so we shouldn't get, it shouldn't get too warm, but it's going to be nice and sunny. Did you have to go see a doctor for your blocking high pressure? <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, I, I did actually see a doctor last night while I was having beer and curry, but that's another story which I won't yeah. bore you with. Mm, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but I had fun in the darkroom yesterday. I had fun that's in the good. darkroom yesterday. And as it's a nice sunny day today, and uh, I hate taking pictures in the bright sun, apart from infrared, which I'm rubbish at, I'm going to go in the darkroom later. Be a vampire. What about you? Oh, not too much. Uh, it's oppressively hot and humid here already. Um, it always is. So, yeah. Are you sweating? Are you sweating profusely? If you go outside, you do, and you do anything. You, you do. should wear yeah. um, wear a kilt, and then you find that you get less sweaty around the nether regions. You'll sure. be fine then. I don't know. Yeah? It's a good <laughs> excuse to put the wife's clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have... I, I've... I don't need an excuse for that, Andrew. I do that all the time. Come on. Speak, speaking <laughs> of cross-dressing, we've got a fantastic guest with us. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I I'm don't really either. Sorry. <laughs> is something we, uh, uh, there isn't anything on your uh, Instagram page about cross-dressing, Dom, so fill us in. No, I was wondering <laughs> what you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, uh, everybody, all the way from Japan, we have um, Dominic. or something. What's, hello, Konnichiwa. What, Konnichiwa. Yeah, yeah, that's Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. <laughs> yeah. We have we have Dominic, uh, but you go by Dom, right? Yep, yep. Either's so, fine. Silverthorn. So, yeah. And he's from the neck of the woods uh, near Andrew. Uh, he, he isn't. He, well, he you American. You American. He said he left. He you said he American. left the UK, and I said, "Was that because you could smell Andrew from blowing whenever the wind was blowing the right way?" That's what he ran you off. <laughs> You, American, you Americans, <laughs> you Americans think every Brit knows each other, you know? <laughs> well, it is You're... pretty small. <laughs> yeah. So you are into, um, I have a lot of questions. I know Andrew has a lot of questions. I'll try and be quiet and let but, you talk. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I'm intrigued because you make, uh, you do make pinhole cameras, uh, but yes. you make lots of other stuff too. Um Chairs, yep. cutting boards, skateboard decks. Yep. I saw a coffee station that I thought was really interesting. Um, <laughs> so how did how did you tell us a little bit about your lead up, leading, finding pinhole and okay. how the cameras and everything ties in? Okay. Um, well, my first sort of interest in photography was in back in college. I did a a level in art photography and we did a very short snippet of the course on fox talbot and salt prints oh <laughs> y- y- yes <laughs> not that we got to do any of that <laughs> my mate foxy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry carry on Dom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You got it in nice and early this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was the sort of seed being planted. We made some very crude cardboard box pinhole cameras and used a little bit of plywood for the shutter, that kind of thing. Um, but then sort of leaving college, I started a woodworking apprenticeship, making furniture and um, sort of left photography 
and had a digital camera for a while and was getting a bit bored with that. I guess that was around 2015. And I started looking on eBay and I came across a, a cine film camera and bought some Super 8 cameras and got into that. And Jessup's at that point was still selling the pre-paid um, postage cartridges so i could buy a pack Were of they? film yeah i think it was a i was trying to remember well, for, cine, before, for cine, cine yeah film. knowing i was coming on the show i was starting to think actually how i got into all of this and it reminded me of that and mm. the prepaid postage and that that changed just before they stopped doing that i started having to send it to germany to get processed and then wow then they completely stopped it and well, none of that's Still, a cheap hobby. It's not you. You didn't choose a cheap way into analog I, photography, did you? Not, not really. It just I had a, a digital camera that did um, like really short movies. It would do mm. sort of twenty-second movies, and then the card would be full because it was only, yeah. I guess, yeah, it was, it was a tiny little card back then, and the quality was rubbish, and someone said to me oh you, you should try super eight it's really cool so <laughs> i got into it and then the, the film died um so I... kodak is supposed to be making a mm -hmm. an easy to use super eight aren't they Corey? yeah Corey yeah nodded they, wisely yeah i think it's yeah they, they're doing the prepaid one too you know where you i think you buy it buy it as a whole package and send it back to them and they develop yeah. it for you i think it's going to be quite a bit more expensive than it used to be so yeah i'm not like sure it's going to be dollars wow. 40 dollars for like five minutes or something like i think it's three minutes isn't it three what minutes it? i think yeah. yeah yeah it was it was rather expensive yeah so yeah i'm not too sure i'll get back into that <laughs> but yeah it was but that pulled you into doing pinhole yeah i i did the same thing with polaroid i got into that and then that sort of yeah, pretty much died again. Me too. Um, that happened to me too, Dom. Literally, like no, yeah. no, two you weeks should... after I got a camera, I bought some film, and then they're like, "Oh, it's discontinued." I was like, "Well, that's great." <laughs> we've, we've just had Polaroid Week, and uh, my my love yeah. for in, instant I mean, it, film it, was re regen rejuvenated. It's back again now, but there, there was a real low point where the sort of film that people had were they were selling on eBay for mm -hmm. silly money, and yeah. Um, there wasn't any any being produced that I I knew of at the time, so I sort of stopped using Polaroid, and then I was like, "What what can I do now? I, I'm really enjoying taking pictures again, but I don't want to go go completely back into just using digital." So I got on Flickr and came across a few people that were doing really amazing work one of them scott speck do you know know scott speck yeah now that, uh, that name rings a bell i'm sure i'm following him on Flickr. yeah if you look at his work on Flickr, s-p-e-c-k I, I think so yeah yeah we'll check him out and add him to the so some of uh, his work I, i've got blew me away I'm link, it was... linked in with so many people on facebook but i'm, I'm pretty certain i do yeah so sort of seeing that i was like wow that's that's pinhole. That's nothing like what I was doing in college all that time ago. So I started looking more and more, um, started messaging him and he, he, he was really nice and gave me quite a few tips on how I could sort of make decent shots. Is he integrity me. of light? Is yes, that what he goes yes, under? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, I am following him. And yeah, it, I mean, that that was that was me into pinhole photography um i would sort of stay in the workshop late after work and start building cameras because I, I was working as a furniture maker doing sort of bespoke work making anything and anything that the customer wanted at the time so um so were you building you your woodworking skills your carpentry skills yes. i can't did, did you explain how that Develop, where did you learn your oh, craft? Yes. So, so I did a uh, apprenticeship for, I think it was three years. And finishing the apprenticeship, I, I worked for the company um, 
for an, an, another year or so, and then decided I wanted to try and be self-employed. So, what were they? What sort of things were they making? Uh, they, they were Tom? primarily a like bespoke kitchen company, okay. yeah. and they would do other work, but generally, any furniture work came from customers that had kitchens prior to that. So. Um, yeah, so then after that, I worked self-employed and subcontracted with several different local companies in the the area in Hampshire that I lived. And I restored some antique furniture. I, I did work on listed buildings, making um, windows. Sorry about that. Um, you were saying... Uh... Yeah, so... A list of buildings. List of yes, buildings you got to. Yes, I was doing a bit of work on a list of buildings. Um, and then more and more, I was able to get uh, furniture jobs off with uh, my own customers. And um, that's primarily what I, I did for my, my work, my main so you sort were, of income. So you were being pretty busy then. You were building a client base. And if you were able to... Yeah, I was, I was trying to. I was, I was doing all sorts of different um, things. Um, I tried um, markets in London to promote my work at one point, and I tried having a little studio in the local town for a while. And um, all those things were interesting experiences. But um, most of my spare time um, at different points, I would be making pinhole cameras for myself and. I started to share some of that work on uh, Flickr and um, uh, one of the guys that was following me on Flickr contacted me privately and said, oh, would you make me one of those cameras if I paid you? And I was like, wow, someone actually wants to buy one of my, <laughs> my pinhole cameras. This well, they, is, look, this... uh, they look great, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I don't yeah, care so whether, they take, that... whether they take great pictures or not, they look great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I saw, I, I spent a bit of time chatting with that chap and um, I made him a camera and I expected sort of to take a couple of days out of my schedule, maybe three, four days and build this camera. It ended up taking over two weeks because I was like, oh, if I make it for someone, yeah, this has to be perfect and this has to be perfect and mm. yes so i realized There's a lot of point, man hours and man hours is yes. time and money isn't it so, yeah you know so i realized that'll be ten thousand pounds please <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's a complete so i realized at that point it, it, this isn't a this isn't a product i can do to make money can't be my my job especially at this stage um i need to something has to change i have to make the cameras quicker or uh, make a more expensive product. So I continued with the furniture and just made them as sort of hobby pieces. And occasionally I'd make myself a camera. And then when I wanted a new camera, the, the old camera would go on eBay and mm. it would sort of fund the materials for the, the next build. And I, I did that on and off for a few years. Um, and that that's really what I did up until about... 2015 when um, my friend and I was a co-worker were working together on a, a couple of large jobs but we had a couple of weeks um, gap in between in between the uh, the two jobs so rather than take any more work on we we thought it'd be fun to make Are you a... still in the UK at this point or yes yes I'm still in the UK mm -hmm. um and we, we made a, a set of around 20 cameras, um, 24 by 5, quite, quite simple box-looking cameras um, that take 4 by 5 film holders and just advertise them with our friends and things on uh, Facebook. And I... I... <laughs> Okay, Hello? so oh, yeah, we're back. <laughs> I'm back. We were just we were just trying to work out how much eighteen thousand yen was. Which 18, is the price 
Yeah, that's the price of your cameras, isn't it? That's what I can see. That's how much you claim, uh, anyway. Sounds loads. 18,000. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did say they took me a while to right. make. <laughs> um, no, I have no idea how much that is, actually. 18, 100 bucks. Yeah, yeah, I think that's about $100. That's, that's not bad, then. So that's, what's that in British pounds? So it's a bit less, isn't it? 80 pounds. Yeah, 15 pounds. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dis- discount for friends? Oh, come on. <laughs> right. Curry, through his magic of editing, is going to Trim edit out the crap. But I, I remember <laughs> where we where we got to. Um, I think around me making um, a, a group of cameras together Ooh, with yeah. My, yeah. My, mm. my co-worker. Yeah. yeah, so at that time, I was working with one of my close friends, as he's also a furniture maker for some, some big jobs. And between two, two of those jobs, we, we took the time out to make a make a set of cameras and we made about 20 i think we we tried to make 25 but we only finished 20 of them and we advertised it on uh facebook just amongst friends and a couple of groups we were in at the time and um about half of them about 10 of them had sold before we started making them and um so that allowed us to to make those cameras and um, a few of them were sent to the States. Um, most of them sold in the UK. I think one went to South America even. So wow. I, don't how, I don't know how the word traveled that far. And were these, <laughs> these, were ca- these were cameras that took sheet film holders. They weren't a, a, yes. a box so, in a box design. No, that, that was a, a, a design that I was using a lot for my own cameras and I knew it quite well. And it's, it's quite a simple, simple box uh, design still uh, with a external shutter that you just move over the the pinhole to open and close it, and a dark right. slide screws into the back. Is this like the one? If you, if if uh, listeners, you go to Dom's website, which we haven't mentioned yet, but we'll we'll certainly uh, mention it at the end, and it'll be in the show notes. The, the website is Copsworks, C-O-P-S-E Works. Uh, if you type that into Google, you'll you'll find it. And in your store, uh, you have a four by five camera, which is lovely. Two different types of wood, and it has yes. a dark slide on the back, and it seems to be held by two knurled screws or something. Yeah, I can work yeah. out. That's yeah, basically yeah, that's it. Correct. Yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so very similar to that camera. Um, actually, in every way, similar apart from the, the focal length was a little bit deeper than that camera. So Yeah, this is 65. Uh, yeah, this, yeah, this is slightly wider. I think it was 75 or 80. That, yeah, so that, this is a little bit better. wider, Corey, than uh, Mike um, Walker's. Walker's Titan, oh, isn't it? Yeah. His is, yeah. what's his, 72, 75? 70, 73. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, my, cool. my, my personal preference is super wide. But, Mine um, too, yeah. But making cameras that uh, work for everybody in uh, most light situations without huge vignetting. Uh, six, 65 is quite safe still, but... Um, because that zero, out. the zero, I've got the zero four five, which someone gave to me, and that's that's really shallow, isn't, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I've, I've made a few around. I think that's twenty five or thirty mil. I yeah, think. something mm-hmm. like that. The focal length, so yeah, you get some really interesting wide angles with that. So. I get it with my uh, the one, the camera I got from James. Um, it's really wide too, and and you really have to pay attention to your exposure. Uh, if you don't, you'll have lots of vignetting. Your your four or five wooden camera that James made for you, Corey. What that, that looks to me, it looks about the same size as, as Dom's one. Yours has got different, yeah. but yours has got different pinholes, isn't it? Um, rise or mm-hmm. fall? I got. Yep. Yeah. Well, it has uh, depending on how you're shooting it. You have a rise, yeah. and a shift to one. Okay. To left or to left or right. What's the focal length on on that then? The effective 
folks link. Uh, I can't even remember all right off the top of my head. 30, oh, 28 right. is or it? something. Is it? Okay. Oh, wow. 23. It's 20s. It's yeah. really wide. I mean, mm. you have to be, you literally have to have the camera almost touching what you want to uh, yeah. take oh, a yes. picture of. Yeah, I like those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you want to, ha- if you want to have your subject be the main your subject then you've got to be like uncomfortably close to stuff yeah it takes a bit of getting used to it it really it feels yeah. like you you won't like I, I took some pictures when I, I first made a camera that wide with some garden statues uh-huh. and literally I, the pinhole was sort of a couple of centimeters from the statue I was like this is just not gonna work yeah no you're probably it, still not close still, enough yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah you do need to be touched i'm amazed ever how close you need to be with with, with some of these things the light gets in there it's it's incredible but yep and then you have uh, then you have an ultra wide uh looks like maybe it's like a six by 17 or six by 12 maybe yeah is that the roll film the roll film one is that it no i think that's the box and box okay that that is a yeah. That's a that's a a camera I'm playing with at the moment. It's not something that's ready to sell yet. But the, is that the, the five uh, seven? Is that the five seven version? Camera two? Is that no? no? Uh, if you if you're on, are you on my website? I am. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Under the camera section, mm-hmm. um, it just says wide camera. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Um, mm-hmm. So th- that's. Uh, a Ooh. sheet of Ooh. five by seven Ooh. paper <laughs> cut in half. Yes. So you get nice. a very wide two and a half by seven. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's so the that... idea. But you could, in a dark bag or in a in a dark room, if you're using something like autofilm, mm. you could cut up roll film, X-ray film, put it in there because it, it that size is very close to. Uh, one twenty film width. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. I was so. going to say that uh, that's about six by seventeen because a six by seventeen yeah. negative will fit in a five by seven enlarger. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, that little bit. The easel. Yeah. 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 Six by seventeen is just a bit too long for my Devere. Four by five. Inla- yeah, yeah. yeah. Six twelve is perfect. Six seventeen I can scan, which I hate doing. Mm. So, um, but. You know, I, I I like you. I like six seventeen, but I just find it difficult if I want to make prints. You know. Yeah. So, Dom, what do you uh, apart from camera making, as far as just shooting, do you have a preference for film, or or are you into salt printing? I I'm not into salt printing. <laughs> he's into <laughs> he's into paper next. So you can talk to us about yes, paper next. It, it's something I I might try out in the future, but um. No, we don't want to. I've been talking to Neil Piper about this because he, <laughs> he, he's in the middle of doing an art project for his, his degree or his uh, no for his masters he's doing, and he's he's doing a really interesting pinhole project. Is Neil on uh, a disused railway line in Suffolk, and it's about you know studying the looking at the examining the concept of time and things lost and, and stuff like that with pinhole. And one of the techs he was talking to at college, he, he was telling me the other day, suggested that. Um, he make these images as salt prints and Neil kind of put his head in his hands and said, I can't. He said, I've given that Andrew so much shit. Sorry. (laughs) I can't start making, I can't start making salt prints. And to be honest, it's such an exclusive art form. Unlike cyanotypes that any old Tom, Dick and Harry are making these days um, that we wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to make it too, um, you know, too common. Because hmm. only the real yeah. cool people, only the real cool kids, are doing um, salt prints. So don't do salt prints, then, Don. No, no, no. no. Okay. But do you, are you uh, black and white or color or? Well, because of my current situation at the moment, I'm I'm, I'm building um, or renovating uh, a house here, so it's I'm, I'm semi living in a building site. So mm. I don't really have the space to have a proper dark room. So I've just, I set up a dark space when I want to do uh, processing or contact printing, that kind of thing. So are you going to build a dark room if you're taking the trouble to build a house? I, yeah, I hope to. I hope to um, build, when I build the workshop, 
um, on the side of the house. Um, yeah. I'm hoping to have an office that can convert into a, a small dark room as well. So it sort of serves two purposes. And uh, you're, but, do you're um, documenting the build. I presume this is what I'm looking at on Instagram. People follow yeah. you on uh, yeah, yeah, on Copsworks. You get a good mixture of what you're up to on a daily basis to get building things, skateboard, snowboarding, and building houses and pinhole cameras. Yeah, yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's what I'm up to these days. So awesome. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Oh, hey. It is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we keep diverting you. Sorry, I keep diverting you. <laughs> yeah. So so this year I thought um, I haven't got the the equipment or the um, means to really do film properly uh so i'm gonna experiment with paper and mm. this year is my year of experimenting with as many different kinds of paper that i can get my hands on so nice that's yeah. pretty cool share your um share your as you go along you may already be doing this and i've just missed it share, share stuff on the lensless podcast facebook group page dom because yep. i know there's just so many people either doing working with paper negs or um or want to you know yeah and uh, we've got luminaries out there like andrew sarnison who we spoke about last week oh yeah and yeah. Uh, he, he's updating his book he was telling me uh, on messenger oh, he's updating his book on paper negatives and he says he's writing two more but he wouldn't tell me what he was writing oh that's the that's the only book of his I got. Um, I think yeah. you you spoke about it um, around yeah. Christmas time on the podcast. Yeah, I did, yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, I bought a digital copy of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really good little book. It is, yeah, and it, it goes into quite a lot of detail over using soft pencils for pencil shading, both on the negative and the positive, so you can control. You know, yes, that's that's something make things like... make things lighter and darker, depending on where you're shading. So what have you played with so far? What papers have you been playing with? Um, I pay, played with the, uh, the Harman direct positive stuff. That, that's yeah. actually what I started playing mm. with. Um, yeah. And actually, that's probably the hardest paper that I've used to, to get something I, I liked from. Um, yes, I'm, 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 struggling, I'm, struggling to, I'm struggling to master it. I was watching... Uh, who is it who on the Facebook group who's doing some great work? And I should know. Is it? Um, yeah, he is. But lady, is it Dorothy? Might be Dorothy. Maybe uh, it's either Dorothy or Daphne. One of those two. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Dorothy or Daphne. <laughs> anyway, she's using um, caffeinol to oh, develop, wow. yeah. uh, develop yeah. paper, and she's just getting some awesome results with uh, controlled, very good tonality. She's not flashing the paper, um, so she's she sent me the uh, uh, she's she sent me the recipe she's following, and it's basically the standard. I think they call it the C recipe. If you go to if you go online and and look up the Caffanol cookbook, which Neil Piper told me about, Caffanol cookbook, you can download it as a PDF book free of charge, and um, it's about twenty pages, I think. And it's got recipes and some essays and stuff like that in it. And from the recipe she described to me, um, it, it's uh, just a simple one. So I'm going to start playing with caffeinol, but I'm going to add some potassium bromide in it, which acts as a restrainer and lowers the fog level. I think. Well, you won't you won't get uh, what they call bromide drag uh, by doing that. Is that right? Yeah, because it'll, it'll cause it'll cause long streaks to pull down. Your yeah, uh, you can. I that's think a great so, brand name in it, Bromide Drag. Bromide Drag. Yeah, <laughs> I think you can. Um, if you want to use caffeinol for stand development, the recipe involves some bromide because um, it because of the time it takes. I think it acts as a restrainer on the development process, slows things down, and reduces fog. But as so you you've say, got, so you've done the direct positive paper, Dom. What else have mm. you been? Yeah, but, I think. Uh, hang on, direct... quiz him a bit more about direct positive paper because I'm, <laughs> everyone I, I think it... everyone I speak to, I'm talking about direct positive paper because I, I think I'm it's... determined to master it. You see, I think it's from my experience with it. I think it's you, you need a box of it. it. It comes, I think, in 
25 sheets, is it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I think I think that first box, you've got to think this is for experimenting. I'm going to just waste it. Lots of different things with it. Maybe even cut it up for little test strips and things. But it's pretty. It's pretty bright here most of the time compared to England. We, the, when the sun's up, it's 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 really bright. So yeah, it's not the best stuff. But with the pre-flashing, um, I found it it really improved uh, the paper here for me. But I think if I was using it in England, where it's a bit can be a bit more grey and drab. Yeah, maybe like the the people. pre-flashing isn't so important. <laughs> We're all so miserable and going around with long faces, pale, pale skin, because we don't see the sun. Mm. So, That's... yeah, I think, yeah, if you, if you don't mind writing a box off at the beginning and saying this, this is, and if, if you get halfway through that box and you find how you like to use it. And the thing is, as well, in your, in your lighting condition, because it's really sensitive to the blue end of the spectrum, and it'll be, if you're in a sunny, a real sunny area, you're likely, your rating for that paper is likely to be actually a fair bit higher than um, in, perhaps in the UK when there's not so much mm. UV light around. So it does change the rating, the speed rating changes. Yeah. Yeah. As Andrew says, in just for normal paper as well, if you're using it, I don't think it's quite so much, but it will vary. You know, the speed that you write mm. normal photographic paper will depend upon how much uh, brightness in the environment you live in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I found yeah. with the, the, the normal photographic paper... Um, like just like multigrade paper or something, Ilford well, stuff I, I, or, or something I've been, else. I've been really enjoying the um, Ilford and Fuji, but both in grade two. So mm -hmm. Oh, fixed grade. Yeah, fixed grade two paper. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know because I haven't had much experience with the, the glossy paper because I heard bad things about it when I started. Mm. So I've always bought matte if possible. But I, I think I think the Harman has a slight sheen to it, doesn't it? More than a matte paper. Like but... a satin. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit, it's got a bit of a slight reflect. sheen. It's, it's not matte, I don't think. Also, if you want to use it, Andrew says in his book, if you want to use do the pencil shading on the back, some of the, some of the resin coated papers are not so easy to do the shading on the back, which is why right. he pref he yeah. prefers using fiber paper as oh, paper yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Do you? The, uh, no, okay, I'm sorry. Sorry. The the um, the Fuji paper um, compared to the the Ilford paper, I found. I don't think I've ever used Fuji paper. I'm not sure I even knew they made black I'm and white sure paper. Or is it old stuff? If you can. No, it's new. I can, I can buy it still in the in the photography store here. But yeah, because folks, uh, I know we've been chatting about this off air, but folks are listening. Dom is now living in Japan, so I don't think we've actually mentioned that. While we're... Yeah, I haven't got to that part of the story no, yet. No. <laughs> Just to explain to people if they're wondering why it's so hot where he lives. Yes. So at the end of 2015, uh, my wife and I, because my my wife's originally from Japan and she has family here, we just decided. Why, why not try living in Japan for a while and mm. see how it goes? I mean, have the opportunity to to try. So, so we moved here and, um, yeah. Keep yeah. talking about paper. We'll talk about Japan because yeah. I'm really yeah, we'll interested in skipping Japan. Skipping around a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I found with the Fuji paper, it's slightly thinner and slight. And if you hold it up to the light, you can see through it. Mm. Uh, a little bit more than the the Ilford paper, so I think that's that's going to affect mm. contact printing quite a bit. It's, it's yep. going to be more like it'll a negative. Yes, it'll speed it up, speed the whole process up a bit. So, particularly if you want to put it in your enlarger and you and project through it, because times are longer yeah. anyway. If you do that, yes. Um, so I haven't had much um, experience with the um, the contact printing since i've started using paper again because it's easier to just scan it <laughs> right so so I, i've been making the negative and then scanning it and putting it into the computer from that stage but mm -hmm. i hope once i get the dark room set up i hope to go back and actually do a bit more of the contact printing have you done any enlarger printing tom have you ever played with photographic uh, enlargers in college, it was mm -hmm. it was mostly thirty five mil um, yeah. 
in, in college because only being an A-level, it was quite limited. And it that was quite an interesting course because it was around the time film was still used uh, professionally a lot because digital was only just coming in, I think, it's, uh, around that time. So the whole course was analog. So, and it was very much on the art side, trying to take artistic pictures. So, a bit like me, it really. It wasn't too much. <laughs> tech- it was quite interesting. I was thinking the other day about my, my teacher. He didn't really teach us how to use the camera or what the camera does. He's just, here's a camera, work it out kind of attitude. And this is an enlarger. This is how you're meant to use it. Now, forget what I said and find another way to use it. It, Because he was always trying to push us towards trying to do something different and unusual. Um, Half of our experiments just didn't work, but we would would put... um, different textured glasses uh, glasses in between the mm-hmm. um, enlarger and the paper. We'd use tracing paper. Um, one thing I, I really enjoyed, I did for a whole project, I um, put the developer in a uh, science uh, pipette. Do you know what I'm yep, talking about? Yep. Like little dripper. And I, I would just drip so it would drip from maybe 30 centimetres from the paper. It'd drip out the pipette onto the paper and then splash. And it would only develop parts of the picture, like raindrops. Cool. Um, so we'd, we'd do all this sort of very basic experimental Andrew, stuff, but... again, Andrew, Andrew Sunderland is getting all his money's worth with all his promotion the last two shows, but he has a section in his book <laughs> where he talks about making his exposure on the paper and then just using cotton wool soaked in developer and just yeah, I read that. That's... Uh, and just sort of locally applying developer and you know to, to get interesting results yeah hmm. so and similar I... sort of thing but you were clearly way ahead of him um, yeah. <laughs> not so cutting edge now <laughs> mr sanderson eh? <laughs> so something i did get from his book though because um when i've been doing the the paper negatives sometimes the uh the blacks were coming through very fast and i I had no control over it so from his book he he was um mentioning uh weak weakening down your developer yeah so i poured half of my developer away and just topped it up with water so it's pretty much half tea <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and probably <laughs> but, limiting li- limiting slowing the agitation down as well but, probably has the same effect yeah and uh, that, that's that's worked wonders for those, yeah. those kind of negatives yeah so mm-hmm. yeah i think just just experimenting and trying things is is the key it's not always going to work but got to keep it interesting though yeah 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 keep i think fun. if you're if you're feeling a bit stale and stagnant with film you know uh, uh, particularly if you have, if you're using pinhole cameras, then paper negatives are just, you know, can just add another level of interest, can't they? Back, yeah, you know, and, and uh, you can get weird and wonderful effects uh, if you and... if you pull if you have quite high strength developer and pull it out earlier, you get that sort of streaky effect on it, and that can be quite creative. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you do you? Um... I know there's a lot to see in Japan. Do you get out or do you have a favorite subject that you'd like to try and go and shoot? Or Whereabouts in Japan are you? That's the yeah. other thing. Yeah, so um, I'm in a, a prefecture that's um, similar to a, a county in the UK or a state in the States, I guess. Um, and that's called uh, Yamanashi. And uh, I'm about one and a half to two hours from Tokyo. Um, so I, I can get the bus to Tokyo or the train to Tokyo if I want to go and look at some nice camera shops and get some film. Uh, and the area I live is um, in the mountains. Um, right. Awesome. You're on the lake. mainland, but I've suddenly pulled up a bit yes, of uh, yeah. 
I'm yeah. fascinated by Japan, mainly because I hear tales when Alex Yates uh, goes there. Um, yeah. Uh, and he loves it, mainly to buy Japanese denim, which he's got a fetish about. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> do, do, do you know all about yeah. Japanese denim? I don't know much about it, but yeah, I, I have. Well, oh, you're not it, admitting it, to it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you're so, near Mount Fuji, I can see that. Yeah. And yeah. so that's to the sort of south of the main main bit of Japan and... Where did you say you whereabouts were you? Odin Odawara or Hadano, somewhere uh, around there? Uh I Fuji. I live in a in a a town called Kawaguchiko mm. that has a if you search Lake Kawaguchiko, we have a, a big lake. There's there's five okay. lakes around Mount yes. Fuji. Yes, I can see them. Yep. And um summertime gets pretty busy here because a lot of climbers come to climb because it's one of the entrance points to climb Mount Fuji here so that that leads to what I would like to take photos of really Um, I'd like to do I'd like to do a set of photos of the um, with Mount Fuji in the background showing the, the local area because there's some really interesting old Japanese um wooden structures around here that have just been left for the nature to sort of take take its course so they're falling down and rotting just religious religious structures or no just people's homes or old businesses and Mm -hmm. um there there used to be a lot of um lodges in this area for um the the climbers to stay in before climbing mount fuji so Ah, oh. yeah. So, so you're up. So you're up in the mountains. So you're definitely getting nice, nice cold, cold winters and yeah, nice comfortable summers. Yeah, the the the, the summer here um, is too hot for me, to be honest. So yeah, being <laughs> being in the mountain is that that little bit cooler than the lower ground. So it, it's yeah. bearable. <laughs> I'm surprised, Andrew. Uh, you almost got a tan last year, didn't you, Andrew? <laughs> yeah, I do struggle. My legs don't really go, uh, don't really tan very well. They're far too manly and hairy, unlike, <laughs> unlike your shaven ones. <laughs> but let's not go there again. Is Mount Fuji the one, I seem to remember, is it the one where you walk up to it because it's like a holy mountain or something? And some monks uh, yeah. walk up there. Well, my, yes. I'm probably butchering yes. the whole story, but it's something to do with um, the holy mountain. I don't know... I, I I I don't know the the details, but yes, it, it is considered um, holy, um, and there used to be a pilgrimage from Tokyo, I believe, where people would spend I think about a week to walk to this area, and then they would stay in the different lodges in at the the foot of Mount Fuji, and then they would do I think a a day's hike, two days hike mm. up to the top and back, and um, yes, that was considered. You, have you done much travelling around? Because you know, the, there's a number of smaller islands, aren't there? And bigger islands and smaller islands, which yes, I guess you I, can get to via boat or train. Some <coughs> of them. Excuse me. I've done a little bit of travelling, and to be honest, most of that was before I lived here, visiting on holidays. Um, since living here. It, um, I've pretty much been working on the project of building the the house and studio, but mm. um, yeah, occasionally, occasionally we we go on sort of day trips or uh, weekend trips, but that, that doesn't because uh, it's quite a distance, isn't it? I'm just looking at scale on here, 100 kilometers, and yeah, it's take take you a while to go from long. from the tip from the tip to the the island, sort of. Taniga Island and Yaku Island off the southern end of Mm. Japan and Satsunan Island. Wow. Fascinating. Such different climate as well. There's so many interesting places to go in the world with cameras once you've got a passport, Mr. Cannon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to go to you. I'm going to go to Japan. I'd rather go to Japan. No, I'm going. Now I've got a good friend and buddy who lives there. (laughs) (laughs) I've wanted um, to go uh, I, uh, to Japan for a while. Me too, actually. yeah. I'm drawn to the city lights. I think photographing in Tokyo would be awesome, but also yeah, the, con- for- the countryside as well. You know? Not for me. I want to get out by where Dom is. I don't, I don't, I'm not a city person. 
all those lights and reflections and stuff, you know. You don't know. I am uh, Yeah. It's depressing, actually. When, when we have the guests we have on the show, they just live in some fantastic places. Some of the guys in the States we've had on, and they live, you know, really cool places near lakes and in, up, up in the Pacific Midwest, I think. Just, I just haven't got enough years left to. In fact, none of us have, really. I think, you know, you've got to be. Unless you had all the money in the world to just travel around and just independently taking, wealthy, taking <laughs> independently wealthy, taking photographs, so that'd be fantastic. As soon as you get that neck tattoo, though, you get free free uh, free bus free travel. Yeah, everywhere, you do. So you yeah, you do. You're right. <laughs> you might want to wait until after Japan for the neck tattoo. If you if you want to take a um, a public bath, you, you you might not get in with a neck tattoo. Uh, <laughs> really? Because of the yakuza? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. the, yeah. um... I mean, it, it has relaxed a lot with the, the Olympics coming here next year, but um, the public baths, quite a lot of them don't allow tattoos. Mm. Yeah. So that's you out yeah. then, Corey? You can't yeah. I'll be finding the yard with the water hose. Yeah. I, haven't got, <laughs> I haven't got any tattoos, so I'll be fine. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> Fantastic. Huh. I'd love to awesome. go. Well, we will. We'll come and see yeah. you. Have you ever thought yep. about doing any photography around like the, uh, what what is it like uh, the the cherry blossoms? The um, yeah, um, uh, yeah. The, you can't the get a hotel blossoms. room then when the cherry blossoms are. Out. Is it is it one part of is it one part of Japan which is covered in them? And I remember there Joanna Lumley. There's several areas. Um, Kyoto is, I I hear I haven't, I haven't been, but Kyoto is. Pretty crazy, I think. Around that time, mm-hmm. I think yeah. I really the hotels are yeah. very expensive. Yeah. Around here, because we're in the mountains, we we do get them here, but they're usually a few weeks later, so it's quite good. The lower ground have the cherry blossoms, and then the um, they they start dropping, and then they start coming out here. So you can come to War Boys. We have a few cherry tree cherry blossom trees in the high street. <laughs> It'd be fine. You don't need to go all the way to Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, uh, Maybe. So the camera business then, Dom, is that, how do you think that's going to fare compared with, um, compared with the sort of bespoke furniture type business? I guess you've got to hit upon a design that isn't going to take you like weeks to make because you won't make any money at it. So the the cameras you've got on the Hmm. website now, is that, are they going to be your sort of stock camera? Are you, are you making? Could you, I think availability is like email me or something. You say, don't you? You know, are you working yeah, this, on building up a stock? How's the business model going to work for your cameras? Yeah. If you're going to make a if you're going to make a business model. Yeah. If you well, he's got a website and it says there's cameras there and prices. Yeah, but he could still be just making them slowly and enjoy it. He could. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Why so... don't you tell us, Tom? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so after deciding to to move to Japan, um, we had a pretty good idea of what we wanted to do, but not exactly where. Um, when we came to this area, we we sort of fell in love with the lakes and the, the mm. view of Mount Fuji, and uh, we started looking around what what land and what buildings were available to um, rent or potentially buy and we we found a plot of land that had a an old workshop building on it that um used to i think do the joints for timber frame houses here um but it it wasn't being used anymore um and it it was pretty basic building so but it's very nice structure so i've been converting that for the last two years into our home stroke future studio so we're living it at the moment but hopefully i'll be able to have a studio for showing my furniture my cameras and hopefully teaching some courses in english um it's it's quite a a popular thing in japan to do courses in english um a lot of uh, Japanese students um, leave school with a very high level of English. So to improve their English, um, 
people quite often like to go to maybe a, a cooking class that's taught in English or an arts and craft class or maybe even uh, a yoga class that's taught in English. So hopefully I can tap into that market teaching pinhole photography. Mm-hmm. That, that's one of the, the, the ideas of what I'd like to do here, uh, as I well as having a studio showing the different work I do. Andrew, you could move to Japan and give English jazzercise classes. And you're... <laughs> Andrew? Yeah. Oh, the, okay. I, I, thought, I thought I dropped that no, again. <laughs> no, I'm still here. I'm just ignoring you. So where the, 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 the pinhole cameras come into that, it, it, it's always been, for the last 10 years, a hobby of mine, making the cameras. And it's something I... I want to sell more and more but never had the time but with coming here and setting up an actual space where people can come and see the cameras use the cameras i can show them how to use the cameras if they've never done a pinhole i think that'd be awesome it's quite a nice sideline that hopefully could develop into more but i've got no expectations if if i make a few cameras and sell a few cameras I've made myself some nice cameras sure. and I'm, I'm happy. But if it if it does more and more, I might make a bit less furniture and do more of the cameras. I'm quite tempted yeah. by your four five camera, but I keep thinking to myself, would would <laughs> I would I want an offset pinhole with it as well, or am I not that bothered? You know, this one I keep looking at again with the knurled steel backs on it. Mm. Oh yes. I'm just yeah. I'm just trying yes. to think. I think do I want. I'm- do I want a sort of offset pinhole or not, really? Not sure. I can, they are fun. That, that camera, um, I'm actually reworking the design of that camera that's, yeah. that's on there. I'm going to do a hopefully an 8x10 version of it as well. Oh, wow. Okay. And hopefully if my designs work out, I'm working on a, an internal shutter as well for that so the shutter mm. will be on the the inside of the camera right. and you there'll be a slot uh protruding i know through, mean, yeah. through yeah. the camera when yeah pull it and move it backwards and so, forwards. so so i mean with that design it's very simple it's very easy to use if it breaks it can be fixed very easily so um there's a lot of advantages to the very simple shutter but then the mm. disadvantage with that kind of shutter is it can be knocked open in your yeah. bag a little bit easier and it does well, catch some bags. So, I mean, mm-hmm. all shutters, all designs, they have their good points and bad points. It's just sure. what works for the individual using it. But I think that the, uh, the sliding mechanism is so much better than the little flippy thing. In a... It depends on what kind of camera it is. If it's a 4x5, you're not going to have film in it anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've got but... the double safe then, haven't yeah. you? The shutter and the... Yes. Yeah, I mean, when I'm using the Harman camera, I tend because I mean that doesn't even have a shutter; it just has a lens cap. So you, um, yes. you take the lens, take, take the lens cap off, stick my finger over the hole, and yeah. then take the dark slide out. Yeah, put my finger back over, stick the dark slide in, and uh, you're I done. actually that's that that is a really if you've got a dark slide, that's a really nice um, way of using using it. I, I really yeah. like that myself. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Hmm. Hmm. So I like all these, but I mustn't spend any money. He'll take. He'll take the lot. <laughs> yeah, if you have them, if you have them lying around. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. officially, the shops, the the online shops, not really quite open yet. So I'm hoping next Just, month. You're teasing sometime. us with some lovely pictures, though. Yes. Um. I'm I'm working on building some stock at the moment that I can actually have. Or you can, or you can have a chair while you're waiting. <laughs> Maybe you or a cup of coffee with the with the coffee maker drip. Yeah, <laughs> at the coffee station. Maybe that, you could start doing pinhole. Uh, pinhole furniture. Dom, you could. Oh no, you could start doing uh, pinhole tours of the mountain mountain regions of well, Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah if it, anybody is this way, yeah, please get in contact. I'll happily show you around. Yeah, I'm planning to. It's our thir- so next year is our thirtieth wedding anniversary and. At the moment, we're thinking of going to um, uh, to see Julie's 
sister in uh, in Vietnam. Uh, we've been before, but maybe now I need to say, actually, I've got this friend I know, really good, really good buddy, who uh, lives in Japan. Mm. We go and uh, he yeah, said he lovely. said he'd he said he'd move out and sleep in a tent while we had his house for the week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be retired. You're not going to be working. You're not going to be traveling anywhere, Andrew, but to the fins. <laughs> and that'll suit me, mate, if I didn't go anywhere else. So we watch your developments with interest, um, Dom, really, on all of this. We can follow you in a minute. We'll give you some opportunity to tell folks where they can follow you. I certainly follow you on, on most social media and watch with interest as you sort of publicly share your developments. It's great. What are you... Um... What are you using material-wise for your cameras as far as wood? I know some people use oak and, uh, you know, there's different brands, but mm. what is the, what's your most easily accessible uh, species of wood for, for what you have in Japan? Here, uh, the, there's quite a lot available, actually. Uh, at first, it was a little bit hard to locate timber yards that had um, – different timbers that I, I wanted, but there, there's been a few um, added to what I can use now. And they all have different properties and do different things well. But um, I guess I used to like the black walnut a lot. Uh, that was one of my favorites, but uh, I'm more in, I've actually gone back to liking ash recently. Mm. So lighter colored wood. And obviously, the two mixed together is great because you get the contrast as well. So. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Little six by awesome. six, simple. What You've got a black with a sort of more conventional yes. colored wood. The, this is I'm hopeless. My... The 120 roll camera, which says coming winter 2019. Yes, this is my... This is keeping me awake at night, this camera. It? <laughs> it looks great. No, it looks great. Yes. Uh, what's I, that yeah. black wood then? What's that? Is that black wood or is that well, that's varnish actually, or painting? That, that's ash that, um, yeah, has been blackened. So basically been dark stained. That's great. Um, yeah. With a Why is it keeping you awake? Top and bottom. Um, it's just I get thinking about, oh, what could I do with that shutter? Or what could I do with the film winder how could i improve this how can i improve that and uh, it my because this is like very this is like <laughs> the basic this is like when i say basic i don't it's not meant to be a disparaging remark but this is like the zero concept isn't it you know very similar you know yeah. wooden camera but this one i yeah. guess you can roll you can wind it backwards and forwards either way i would think as opposed yeah, to the zero that, that's something got little... i got I, the first one i made i made with this the single wind on Mm -hmm. And the pictures I shared, a few people went straight away. Oh, you need an extra winder. And I was like, oh, <laughs> do I? And I was like, oh, yeah, of course I do. What if I want to, if I wind on that little bit too yeah. far, you can't go back. Yeah. It's nice to be able to keep uh, the slack tight on them too with two yeah. knobs. You can yeah. do that. You can yeah. kind of keep a little tension on it. Yeah. Yep. I made that mistake recently. I got so excited over World Pinhole Day that I was merrily winding my reality on. And I got a fat roll. I've never had a fat roll before because normally when I'm winding it on, I keep the tension on, you know, on on mm. the on the um, spool, which is where the film is coming from. Yeah. I just keep the tension on. A little and, bit and of I pressure. Didn't. And I got some light leaks, which is a real bummer because there were some great shots. Now I'm just going to have to post them and call it artistic. You're amateur. You're amateur, amateur. I know I am. Yeah, that's why I'm here to learn from you. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, great. Obi-Wan Kenobi no, of the pinhole no fat world. roller. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, seeing as how it's uh, three o'clock in the morning in Japan, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not too bad. Half ten. Yeah, it's half ten. Yeah. Andrew, so, you got anything else you want to ask? Uh, no, no. I think we should just give Dom an opportunity in a minute to to tell folks where people can follow him. You've got some thank yous to give out, yeah, haven't you? We do. So which, um, whichever way you want to do that, I'll leave it up to you. Well, we started doing the uh, the co the Ko-Fi uh, payment, so we've had some people who've chipped in, and we want to say thanks to you. Thank you to them. We have uh, Mark. I'm sorry if I say your last name wrong, Mark, but Interante, I guess is how you say that. 
Um, Matt Jones. We don't care Lynch. how to search. We, I, I don't care how to pronounce their surname as long as they give us money. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true. Right. That's... <laughs> Carry on. Andrew sorry, speaks sorry. for himself. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher uh, Lynch, Shane Booth, and last but not least, Mr. Dominic Silverthorne. Oh. Thank you so much. Don. You don't I have to pay it. to come on the show, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought that's that, how you did, get on the show. Yeah. Andrew, what have you been telling people? My God. <laughs> but we thank you guys no. so much. Uh, it's going to go into our Holiday to Japan fund, isn't it, yeah. Corey? That's what it's get going. Corey to Japan fund. That's what, that's what the millennials are doing, right? <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, so uh, as soon as we get some stuff together, um, we'll be getting whoever... Uh, is gracious enough to um, you'll give get, us a couple you, bucks. You'll get something. You'll get a sticker or a. No, or well, something. hopefully we'll be able to. We can maybe get that pass the stickers. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to be savvy shopper and uh, yep, get my get our money's worth. So, but it's coming. It won't be long. Um, well, we can yeah, maybe so. do something as we've discussed before for where I I do I look after UK goodies and you look after USA goodies we'll have to see mm-hmm. depending on what we yeah. come up with but thank you mm, thanks very much everybody so much. it's really appreciated yep. as we've said before we, the, the actual hosting of the podcast apart from our time is not really a, a factor because we're still using the Anchor app but uh, we want to do more things really with the show and peripheral peripherals I can't say it but that sort of thing don't we Corey mm-hmm. mm. yep so any support helps and is greatly appreciated. Yeah. Greatly. All right. Well, Andrew, um, I know you have more to say, but. No, uh, I'm waiting for you to give <laughs> Dom his opportunity to yeah. give his shout outs. I've got nothing else to say. Yeah. Dom, you can, uh, if you'd like to let everybody know where to track you down and check out your chairs and your panel cameras. <laughs> your chopping boards. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my My website is copsworks.com that's c-o-p-s-e and then works.com um, there's actually a dot I think isn't there cops.works yep that, that gets you there too uh, there's, okay. there's a few few domain names that, that are quite similar that get you to, to the website um, and then I'm on Instagram as copsworks and Twitter uh, copsworks even though I'm not on there a lot um, and again, Flickr, I'm Copsworks, or you can just search Dom and you should find me. And you had a little shout out earlier for um, Scott Speck, Integrity of Light, someone yeah. I've sort of made a mental note to try and get in touch with. Yeah. yeah. You should check that out, Corey. Okay. Folks can uh, can go along to Flickr as we're talking about Flickr. We, 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 Corey and I spent some time on last week's show, if you haven't listened, just to going through a few folks images on Flickr because it's um, okay it's not so interactive maybe as the Facebook group but it's a great way to view other people's works as Dom said he first came across um, some inspiring shots there didn't you uh, Dom on Flickr yes yes so it's still a great place to go for for images so Lensless Podcast has a Flickr group which you more than welcome to join and I do look in on it and comment here and there when I can Mm-hmm. What else have we? What else do we do, Curry, in our spare That's time? That's it. No. Oh no, we can. People can find you on Instagram, can't they? Yep. I am a Pinhole Cannon with one in. That's really where anything lensless podcast, Instagrammy related, comes out on your feed, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's it. And you can follow us on Twitter at the Lensless, I think, which is normally me. Well, it is just me. I don't know what Twitter is. No, you don't. <laughs> And of course, the uh, ever splendid uh, Lenses Podcast Facebook group. As I keep saying, if you don't do Facebook, just it's join. All, just right. join the groups. The groups are just so much fun. Yeah, I don't do Facebook. The only thing I do on Facebook is uh, is the shows mm-hmm. Facebook, and then and then I do the pinhole uh, workshop guys. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, great. I'll type up the show notes, Corey, even though you claim that I sent you a blank page last week. Mm. Okay. So, uh, maybe I'll get them in. 
If not, if not, they'll be on the Facebook page. They so will. They'll go on the Facebook page. You have to go. <laughs> you do. If you want to see my fabulous, my fabulous show notes, <laughs> you should go to the Facebook page. But we, yep. I try and put the links in there. Well, Dom, thanks so much for coming and talking to us mm. uh, and hanging out through all the little bit of uh, hiccups there at the very beginning. Oh. But um, thanks for having me. Yeah, we mm. are jealous that you're in Japan. We <laughs> are. It's my favorite place. Well, I imagine it would be if I ever get there. <laughs> so well yeah. done for you for following the yeah. dream or whatever you've done. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, sure. it's been a real pleasure. Have you enjoyed yourself? Yep. Yes, yeah, very much. Not you, Corey. Yeah. I know you enjoy yourself. <laughs> yes, guess. it's great to finally chat to you both. I, I listen to you every week when I'm working away. So, yeah, it's nice to see. No pressure then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Well, have a great weekend. Uh, happy Mother's Day to everyone. No, that was the Mothering Sunday was weeks ago. No. It was. For you guys, it yes, was. Yes, the proper Mothering Sunday, not that strange American invention. Happy that you Mother's know. Day, mothers. <laughs> yeah, if <laughs> you're a mother you and you think it's Mothering Sunday or Mother's Day, then have a lovely day, even though you missed yeah. it by weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, talk to you guys. Thanks for Yeah, bye. bye everybody. Dom saying you should get a text message and click on it. There we go. Yep. I yep. was beginning to Worked. think Cor- Corey's got this <laughs> thing about not having guests on the show. You see, he makes it so di- he makes it so difficult that uh, so difficult. people give up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yes, it's all a bit new to me, so. <laughs>